And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. You are watching Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Welcome to the 12-Round Boxing Podcast. Keenan here from Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear and 33 Promotions. And please welcome my fellow co-host on the podcast, Mr. Scott E. Williams himself. Scott, let me first start by saying happy half-term to you, buddy. Uh, same to you, Key. It's a, it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? That's, that Sunday night, after, well, you've had a good weekend with the football. Obviously, Liverpool won 2 0. We beat Leicester 3 0. It's like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to stay up tonight. I'm going to watch Match of the Day 2. And I can go to bed whenever I want because I haven't got work in the morning. And for the week ahead, what a lovely feeling. Yeah, you feel a little bit naughty on the Sunday. Don't know, you do like you feel a bit, you know, like you, you're rebelling a little bit because, as you said, that Monday morning, you can have a bit of a lie in. Um, you haven't got to get up for for work, the early start and the manic Monday sort of feeling. So, yeah, it does definitely make a difference, Scott. Um, obviously, first day of it, Scott, just just tell us what does, what does your usual sort of half-term look like in, Scott? Do you chill out? Do you completely switch off from work? Or are you still sort of dipping in and out of getting a little bit done and taking advantage of it? Um, well, I'd like to say, you know, I'm dipping in by you now, but I'm not. Um, I, towards the end of the week, then, I, you know, I, you know, Monday or Thursday, you know, the weekend, and then obviously Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, completely, you know, um, switch off, and then towards the weekend, then it sort of builds back up, then doesn't it? But um, I'm quite lucky because I'm in on the Monday and the Tuesday, and then I'm away on a residential trip then Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I've got a nice week back in as well. Sounds great, Scott. Where you off to anyway? Nice Langrana Key, where we've been before. Ah, oh, I tell you what, it's 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 so good to have it back, Scott, isn't it? Because obviously, you know. With obviously what's going on with the COVID situation, and obviously you know the situation has gone in in Ukraine as well. We haven't been for about I don't think any schools have been going or using the facilities for about is it four or five years? Got to say, Scott, probably. Well, yeah, what was it? Where we went, I remember when me uh, when we went, God, I was about twenty. I was about twenty nineteen, I think, the last time we went together. So yeah, it's got to be about four years ago now. And it is, Scott. It's fair to say, isn't it? It's a fantastic experience for the children to you know. I mean, usually, as you said, we've always gone, well, I'm going with your six again now in the summer. And it's, I think it's, you know, just to sort of send them on their way just before they leave the primary school and go up to comp and, and start new adventures there. I think it's, it's a, you know, an outstanding experience as a whole for them, Scott, isn't it, to enjoy? Yeah, it's just something that, they, you know, they wouldn't, uh, well, a lot wouldn't get without being in school. And, yeah, you know, memories are last time I like them, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Scott, just before we get into um, the, the proper action, as we as we should say, and discussing the weekend's events, something I do it during our Scott, is because, well, obviously, apart from, you know, spending lots of time with my daughter, going out on the odd day trip here and there and things like that, days I haven't gone, and what I tend to dip, dip into is I, I tend to, like, that's my time then to put a few films on and put a few CDs on and things like that. So, Scott, I wanted to ask you a question, right? If if you had to pick any person in the world to play the rock star that is Scotty Williams in a film about your life, who would it be and why? Any actor? Oh, that's a good question, Key. Any actor. That was a big responsibility, by the way, because you are a rock star, Scott. It's a massive responsibility. It is. Um, I'm going to... I don't, I don't think of like anything obvious, you know, but I'm just trying to think of who it could be. I suppose, it, you know, it would be good to have somebody, you know, who could 
play the drums a bit as well, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Oh, the guy. Do you know what I'd have? I would have the guy that have you seen the film with Flash? With Flash, I don't think I have Scott. No, I don't oh, think I have. Well, number one, key, you've got to go and watch it. It is about drums. Yeah. Um, but it's a f- absolutely fantastic film. I would have the guy, he's called Miles Teller. He's a drummer. Um, he's a very, very good actor. Um, and he, he, I wouldn't say he's a million miles away from what I look like. So he fills out quite for, well in, doesn't he? I'd go for Miles Teller from Whiplash. He's, he's yeah, he, he's, a, well, he's a very good drummer, but um, better than me. But a, a really good drummer. He's a good actor. And he's sort of tall, dark and handsome as well, Key. So... Ticking all those boxes. Well, he's definitely the man for the Scotty Williams role, then, isn't he? Obviously. <laughs> honestly, now, Key, go and watch Whiplash. It is unbelievable. You as love it. As, as soon as this pod finishes, I'm straight on that. I'm straight on honestly. I'm checking our film out, and I more importantly, I'm the look who this guy is. And she is, you know, has he got the, the dashing looks that Scott has <laughs> got? But yeah, I mean, honestly, I watch it and then get back to me. Honestly, is irrespective of the drums, the film itself is in my top five of all time. You is absolutely brilliant. I think mine, just very quickly, Scott. I think mine would be a sort of a more obvious one, um, and for obvious reasons, I should say. I think I'd have to go with Jake Wood for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's one and zero as well, I think. He. You are sorry, Scott. He's one and zero as well, I think. Well, this is it. See, look, this is it. It's like it's meant to be, isn't it? So, yeah, I think, you know, I don't think we need to explain on the podcast why I would pick Jake Wood. Anybody that have seen my sort of mugshot would understand why. Um, but if we weren't going by looks, definitely not going by looks picking this guy. My One of my favourite actors, and I think he's absolutely brilliant in anything I watch him in, is Mark Wahlberg. He is just a phenomenal actor. So if I was... If I had a massive budget, Scott, no offence to Jake Wood, if I had the biggest budget in the world and I could nab someone who doesn't look anything at all like me, it would be Mark Wahlberg. But I think with our contacts, Scott, I think it'd probably be closer to Jake Wood would be more likely, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so, Key. I don't think uh, Hollywood is going to come corner for either of us anytime soon, unfortunately. But... Nah, nah. I, I, I was quite shocked last week, Scott. We didn't do a podcast last, last week and we didn't have you know endless requests or messages of on the podcast so no I think um, yeah we still got a few years work left to do I think Scott to get to those <laughs> levels yeah anyway yeah. Scott have you got our have you got our bell at the ready so we can get into it I, I do right Scott when you're ready you get straight into it okay right then Scott we've got to start with obviously the reason that we are on this podcast this week is the weekend's action and it's many many talking points Um, I mean what a night in Nottingham first of all uh, the new sheriff of Nottingham, I think it's fair to say, was Lee Wood going into the fight. Obviously, all those years, it's been Carl Frotch, but Lee Wood has very much taken on that mantle in recent times. Unfortunately, Scott, he didn't come off with a win. I mean, we saw that Maurizio Lara was crowned the new WBA featherweight world champion. Um, the, the fight was stopped at the end of the, the seventh round. Um, very, very much talked about over social media since the fight. Now, Scott, I want to put a pin in that point for a minute because I want us to come on to that, obviously, but not for a minute. I just want to get your thoughts on, Scott, I mean, just the night itself and just how you how you saw the fight going, what you thought of the fight up until that point. Well, I mean, I thought Lee Wood did extremely well, um, you know, considering 
he was cut, you know, the left eye in the first round. Um, you know, it was it was a as a horrific start for him, really. So mm. to then force it, I would say. I, I think I, apart from round one, I think I gave him everything. Yeah, until... the judges agreed with that, didn't he? Because he was up on all the scorecards. Yeah, he? I think round one I give to Lara, and then I give everything really to to Lee Wood. Um, yeah. Personally, I thought he was cruising to like a. It reminded me of the Kanzu sort of performance where he just looked like the better fighter and just looked like he was just going to cruise to the win. And I, I honestly, I thought that was going to happen. Obviously, you know, Mauricio Lara is sort of like the. The featherweight sort of um, Deontay Wilder's knees, only one punch away from it, you know, from winning, no matter um, what round he's in, how many rounds he's lost, and yeah, that's boxing is a is a cruel sport, isn't it? And that's pretty much what happened. And going with what you said, but the point you made there, Scott, with Mauricio Lara, I mean, it just, what fascinates me the most about it all is he just came from nowhere. I mean, coming into that Warrington fight, that's why he was picked for Warrington because. He was picked as a tune-up, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, the two losses like, and the draw on his record, you know. Yeah. You know, obviously, I think it was fair to say that the ball had been dropped a little bit for there in terms of doing your research on someone because he was brought in and we know what he did to Warrington. But, I mean, just coming back to, obviously, this night, the, the talking point you just mentioned there, I mean, it's mad to think as well. He's, he's only 24, Scott, and now he's obviously got his first world title under his belt. He is very, very destructive. He's He's a... He's a terrific puncher, isn't he? He's a brutal mm-hmm. puncher, and you know he's he's obviously got that world title under his belt now. And is it is, like... it is it the legit? Is it the WB, Is it the the regular world title though, or is it the actual legit? It's the full version. Now it was the regular one, um, but obviously they elevated uh, him to the WBA. Cruz was forced to vacate after seemingly holding on to the belt for two hundred and sixty-four years without event uh, defending it. <laughs> so. Rightly so, when he was obviously, you know, forced to vacate that. Um, just before this fight was made, then Lee Wood was obviously instated as the full champion. So, yeah, it is actually now credited uh. as, as the full title, you know, Scott. Yeah. Which obviously makes a difference. Um, yeah, but Scott, let's get on to, obviously, as you said, you know, I agree with what you're saying there. Lee Wood was, he was doing what he needed to do. I think he was feeding off the terrific atmosphere, you know, from his, his own following there. The judges would agree with that. And then, at the end of that seventh round, now I mean the left hook that he caught him with, it sleeps. I would say ninety nine point nine people on the planet probably because it was just terrifically timed. As we know, he's so heavy handed. He's a brutal, brutal puncher. Now, Scott, it's been talked about in the aftermath an awful lot. It's it's been all over social media since. You know, should it have been stopped then? Was it stopped too soon? People were making comparisons about how long was left on the clock. And then, obviously, the break that he would have had in between the round, does that give him enough time to recover? Now, Scott, I, I usually go straight over to you and ask your feelings on it, but I want to kick it off, Scott, because I've got quite strong feelings on it. And i I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm siding with that I think it was 100% the right decision. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's 100% the right decision, because I think outside of Lee Wood's family and close friends, there is arguably no one that you know, knows Lee Wood more than his trainer and his team. I mean, when you think of the hours, the days and weeks that he spends, the day in, day out in that gym, preparing together, you know, mm-hmm. training together, Scott, they travel, they live together, they're <coughs> on the road. Probably. I mean, who else is better to make that judgment and make <coughs> that call than somebody, you know, who's spending day in, day out with a fighter and knows their fighter so well? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy, isn't it, for us, you know, just, you know, to make 
a life and death call sat on your settee in the you know in the, in the living room hundreds of miles away. Mm. Uh, I I I agree as well. I I don't know. I suppose it is you know it. It isn't, I, no, I don't think anybody can say, no, it's the wrong, it, it was the wrong decision because, you know, we, Ben has obviously known him a long time and he's also in each sort of minute of each round, at the end of the round, he's talking to me, seeing him. Yeah. And first and foremost, he got his best interest in a half. I know, it's just, you, you just, you can't help but think and you're like, oh, if he, you know, it was seconds left and what if he, but then at the same time, you know, he takes a second, isn't it, to end somebody's life or give them long lasts and you know, brain injuries and head injuries. And this is it. I, I, I mean, I, I suppose the thing is, even if he'd have had that minute, would he have come back and won that fight? And I don't think that he would have. So, then is no. there any point in risking, risking it? No. So, I suppose it is the right thing to do, but it's just, I just think it's just so frustrating. You know, it's a world title. He's winning, he's up on all the cards, you know, he's up mm. he's four on the cards. Oh, it's just frustrating. But, you know, he's gonna live to fight another day, isn't he now? You know, he's yeah, he, it wasn't a heavy knock out, it was a heavy knock down, but he got back yeah. up, so he's obviously fine. So yeah. I is the right thing to do. Said, uh, Scott, but with the amount of time that was left around, I think it was roughly about ten seconds was left. I can't remember the exact time, but I think it was there or thereabouts. But as you as you importantly pointed out there, Scott, I mean, within ten seconds, you can land two, three, four punches that can be dished out during that time. I, t- I and, keep and sorry to interrupt me. And... I tell you, I noticed about it though. I thought it was really, really naughty. And I thought, what could have, what might have stopped him from from the toweling is. Did you notice when the ref was counting? Lara was literally on the back of the ref. Yeah. Personally, I felt the ref should have gone stop and gone get in that corner. I, was... I think I think he was fully aware, as you said, of how it, that there was there was seconds left of that round, and as you said, he was ready to pounce on Lee Wood. And I think he should have been stopped, and he should have gone get back in your corner. Yeah, and well, that's think... that is supposed to what supposed to what happens, Scott. That's what they're supposed to do. Supposed to go to obviously, you know, and I, he should be in the neutral corner. But as you said, he stepped out of the neutral corner, and I noticed, as you said, before the referee had obviously come to his full decision that Lee Lee Wood was fit and well to carry on. He was doing his checks. He was looking him in the eyes, checking his hands, making sure his awareness was there. As you said, before he'd even finished all of those checks, but Ichalara was basically on the red shoulder. So, yeah, mm. that's that's a good observation, Harry Scott. So, but... I think if he would have gone back into his corner, he would have said, stop me, going right, get back. You're talking three or four seconds there. And then he would have right, counted. That probably does write the round out then, doesn't it? And but... I, think the ra- I think the round is done, and I think he gets his minute on the stool. All right. Most probably he would he wouldn't have come back out. Ben would have said he might have said, look, I think you know it was a bit heavy, mm. but I think if that would have happened, then I think he would have had his minute, and he, who knows what would have happened then. But I I just personally I feel that's not being talked about enough. You know no. how many how many how many people are going on about ah oh, the the ten second count for Fury Wilder one was like eleven point two seconds or twelve seconds and. But then this, nothing is set. You know, you're talking. It has to go three or four seconds there, and then the ref would have been well, but you know, should have, should have said to him, get back in the corner. You know, yeah. I think was... the da- the danger is. I agree with what you say, and I, and I I think it's a good observation because I think there's a there's a good potential that that round could have been sort of ridden out then at that point because. Do you think it would have been too much anyway? 
yeah, yeah. So I do agree with that observation totally. But it's just that risk of Scott that I mean, it only takes two, three, four punches. Two punches could land during that time, and you know, we've seen with Lara as well. I mean, it's been doing the rounds on social media. If you go back to his fight with Emilio Sanchez, he only had ten seconds left in that round, and he was mm-hmm. just devastated. And then he put he, he looked look at the knockout finish he had in that fight, and you know, it's thing is, he Scott. What you got to think of is, it's always better for a fight to be stopped too soon than too late because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean with the stakes being so high in terms of the risks that are involved you know every single time there's fighter steps through the ropes I think sometimes pe- people think Scott it sort of goes back to what you pointed out earlier it's easy for people sitting at home and you know let's remember we're not watching a video game on a console or we're not watching a film or a series this is real life you know yeah. these, are real, these are real people and these are life-threatening risks as taken. And, you know, at any moment, that could change. And I don't think, for our entertainment purposes, you know, that we should be in a position where everybody's entitled to opinions. Of course, they are. That's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think, as you said, people should be saying, I've got it wrong. Or I've even seen people saying, Ben Davidson should be sacked for that decision alone. <laughs> I don't think there's no way in this earth Ben Davidson should be sacked because you ask a member of Lee Wood's family, what are their feelings towards Ben Davison? Exactly. Wake up on Monday morning. The big thing for me, Scott, was I saw earlier on his social media, Lee Woods, this summed it all up for me. On Lee Woods' social media this morning, if you look on his Instagram story, there's a picture of him taking his kids to school, doing the usual Monday morning drop-off, fit, healthy, happy. All he had to show for Saturday night was two black guys. I mean, Scott, if that doesn't tell you that Ben Davison made 100% the right decision on Saturday night, Nothing else will. Exactly. Um, you know, and as I said, you know, I, I know it's a sport of opinion, Scott, but as you said, you know, I mean, some of the things that's being said are absolutely, it's a joke, honestly, absolute joke that people are saying some of the things they're saying. I, I stand by, I, I, I am passionate by Scott, I've got to be honest, and I think 100% it was the right call I do. I, I think, you know, I, I think... Looking at it now, waking up today, as I said, Lee Wood would have thought the same on anybody associated to do with Lee Wood as well. So I, I, I got to give props to, to Ben Davison. I mean, let's not forget, Scott, it was only, what was it, two weeks ago that we were having a similar conversation about Tunday. And we were, we were you know, we were singing his praises, giving plaudits to him for making that right call at that right time. And I think this comes in the same bracket that Ben Davison has made the right call at the right time most importantly for Lee Wood's health and for his career as well. Yeah, it's just it's like and I think it's on the same lines as well. Um Mark Breeland did for Wilder. And I think that's most probably why there's there was three you know, there was another fight after that second one because of what Mark Breeland did. But you know, obviously Deontay Wilder, you know, wanted to blame somebody. But I mean I, again, lives to fight another day, doesn't he? Uh so I think and like we said I speak to his family, speak to his kids, speak to his wife, speak to his mum and his dad. You know, they're going to, I'm sure they, they're going to say that he was bang on. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Scott, 100%. Scott, in the aftermath of the fight as well, just coming to Mauricio Lara, coming back to him for a second, there was obviously scenes at the end um, after the fight had been called off. We saw Josh Warrington was ringside. It was always going to go off in some sort of way because we know there's a bit of history there between them. But I think that history, shall we say, between them has gone up another... Um, another 10 levels, shall we say, because there was a little incident where Mauricio Lara sort of put his head out of the ropes. I've got to be honest, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, it's a bit naughty, that is, that is a bit naughty, because it looked like he'd spat at him. And then I wasn't sure until 
Josh Warren then sort of confirmed it in the interview. I mean, Scott, no matter what you think of Mauricio Lara as a fighter, no matter what you rate him, spitting is absolutely... It's, disgusting. it's the lowest scene as low. It's the lowest in spitting of someone. Yeah, I think... And I think... I mean, you said before, I'd rather be punched in the face than be spat in the face. You know, I think it's disgusting, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a funny one, that, because apparently Josh Warren was saying prior to, you know, in the week leading up, that Mauricio Lara hates Josh Warren because apparently Josh... He thinks Josh says something about his father, and Josh is like, I've never, I've not said anything about his dad. But I think for some reason, Richard Lauer thinks that Josh Taylor says something about his father. So Josh that's where, yeah, that's where this bad blood has come from. But Josh Warren has said, I, you know, I've not, I've not mentioned anything about his dad, so I don't know what he's on about. But the spitting is just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, he's there. He's definitely crossed the line there, isn't he? It's, it's, you know, it's, even if it's just a moral line or a moral code, he's definitely crossed that line there doing that. Um, so, I mean, where do you think it leaves things now, Scott? Obviously, given that incident as well, I mean, we know we know these things can, can bring a fight on itself. There's history there between them, and we know what happened in the first fight, the second fight, obviously. I think everybody was a bit disappointed with all what happened in the second fight. We didn't really get to see what we wanted to see in the second fight. I thought, I've got to be honest, I thought the trilogy fight would have happened then on the back of that. I did think that's what was coming. Yeah. But given what happened Saturday now, Scott, where do you what do you see next now? Do you think it's going to be the immediate rematch for Leewood, which I'm sort of 100% sure he's going to want to have, and rightly so, because he's earned his stripes in that sense? Or do you think we're more likely to see, given you know the publicised incident of what happened between Warrington and Lara, do you think we're more likely to see a Lara Warrington 3 trilogy before we see Leewood getting his rematch? Well, luckily, last night I was watching... Um... The Fighters Rights podcast live on YouTube, you know, with Spencer and Tundee. Mm. And and they had um Lee Woods, not his, not they didn't have Ben Davidson on there, these are the coaches of the trainer on. Mm. Um and he said that there's absolutely no way he can imagine Lee Wood stepping aside to let Warrington and Lara um fight and then him having the winner. He said he's just not gonna do that. So from going off on what his sort of coach trainer said, or the second, you know, the sort of the second guy in the corner said, I think Lee Wood is going to go straight back in. I think it'll happen for the end of the year. From a business perspective, or Scott, if you're looking at it from a business point of view, do you think it's better for Lee Wood to step aside in terms of obviously he gets more recovery time as well? I mean, we don't know how he's feeling today, we don't know how much recovery time he needs after that knockdown. But also, more more what I'm thinking along the lines of, if he steps aside and Lara and Warrington get the trilogy fight on and say Warrington wins it, I, I make Lara a big favourite in the fight, I'm going to be honest. But if, if Warrington did win that trilogy fight... You're talking Ellen Rhodes, you're talking... Is it a bigger fight then between Lee Wood and Josh Warrington in terms of what it brings? I mean, with the sort of fans coming in and that rivalry coming into it all as well, you know, being in a stadium. Do you think... In terms of looking at things like that, would it make more business sense for Lee Wood to do with our way, Scott? Business sense, I think it would, but I think I don't know. I think sort of ego. I think that I think the feeling is, isn't it? You know, once if you once you fall off the horse, you you got to get straight back on. And I think I think Lee Wood's. Well, if I'm Lee Wood, I'm thinking I'm absolutely boss in that fight, mm. and I get caught by a. You know, I, I'm not going to say punch on the gods because Lara, you've seen him do it time and time again. But 
I've just been hit by a fantastic punch. So the only thing I've got to do is, you know, stay. It's a, it's a reminded me like um, Dillian, Dillian White and um, my dog is barking now, typical. I thought I could do <laughs> Uh, Dillian, Dillian White and Povetkin, you know, where sort of Dillian White, all he had to do was stay turned on for the for the fight and he knocks him out and I think that's what Wood is thinking. Yeah, do, do you think, Scott, uh, do you give Wood more of a chance of beating Lara in a rematch than what you would now at this moment in time, Josh Warren, than beating Lara? Yeah, absolutely, 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, th- th- my thing with Josh Warren is, he hasn't got that concussive one punch knockout power. We no. look at it's more volume with Josh Warren, isn't it? He's volume. He's wearing you down. Is you know that's what he does. Yeah. But I like Lee Wood for me. Could I mean you know look at the um look at the fight against Conlon. You know Lee Woods was losing that. Bang knocks him out of the ring literally. I think so, also as well with in terms of Warrington. I mean his confidence levels. I don't know. Obviously I'm not Josh Warrington. I'm not Team Warrington, but. I mean, look at his confidence level, Scott. I mean, it's not just the loss to Lara and then obviously the way that second fight played out where he didn't really get his chance to get his redemption, you know, after all that went on. But also his more recent loss as well. You know, his confidence level, Scott, in terms of Josh Warrington's point of view, you know, considering he is an ultra-confident person, you know, they've got to be shot a little bit. I mean, given, as he said, the, the recent loss to Lopez as well, Scott. Yeah, I mean... People talk about Joshua and they are oh, look at him now. He's you know, he's coming off the back of, you know, two two losses in his last five fights. But when you look at you know, when you when you look at Warren's last five fights, he's got two losses, two wins and a draw. I mean it's not great, is it, let's be honest. Oh. I mean, he had a heavy, heavy you know, TKO against Lara. Then he, you know, comes back in as a technical draw because he's a cat, you know, a good win, I suppose, against Martinez, and then uh, you know a tough sort of a tough mixed decision loss then against Lopez. So yeah, I mean he's not. Does he really want to be fighting Lara next? I mean clearly he does. He's going to fancy it, but yeah, I I would have Lara. <coughs> excuse me, I'd have Lara as a, a sort of a one to three on favorite in that myself. Yeah, I, I mean maybe we could just see a sort of a bit of a round robin with rematches. And what I mean by that, Scott, is, I mean, maybe Josh Warrington could re- rematch Lopez. Uh, he, you know, Lee Wood rematches Lara. And then the winners of that sort of robin, if you like, come together and fight each other. But I mean, that's just in a, an ideal world, Scott, isn't it? I mean, boxing, politics and everything else comes into it, doesn't it? So, I mean, it probably wouldn't run out as smoothly as that. But I think in an ideal world, that wouldn't be a bad scenario, really, would it? You know, no, it'd be great unification fight, or British unification fight, hopefully, in you know City Ground or Ellen Road. Yeah, uh, the only silverware, only need... silverware they'll be seeing this season, that's for certain. <laughs> you have to. Oh, look at Mister Confident now, because man, you're like in a battle. I've got ten years of nonsense, man. I'm, I'm loving it. Oh, even even if you know what, even if it is, even if it all turns then rubbish again, which it could. He's walking um, round now. Can you believe this, right? Anyways, listen to this. Can you believe he's walking round in his Man United dressing gown again now for the first time in a drama year? I've got Man United trousers bottoms on, actually. Everybody. <laughs> I've got Man United trousers bottoms on as we speak. Ah, see, see, he's come out the woodwork now and he's giving it after <laughs> to everybody. But there we are. There we go. Yeah, but Scott, um, I mean, like you said, just, just to sort of finalise it and, and wrap it all up, Scott, I think 
either way, I think the most important thing to come out of obviously um, the weekend is that that is first and foremost that Lee Wood is all right. Um, as I said, you know, it was good to see on his Instagram that he was doing the school run this morning and he seems to be fit and well. And, um, you know, he, as you said, it's shame in that because I think what people need to remember as well is no one can get on Lee Wood's back because Saturday night was a voluntary defence. That was a voluntary defence. I think that was crazy. And, you know, to, to have the balls big enough to take a voluntary defence against someone like Mauricio Lara after what you've seen he's been doing in recent fights, after what he did to Josh Warrington and took him the part the way he did, you know, all you can give to Lee Wood and the team around him is just massive credit and just take it out of from Scott, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, his legacy, isn't he? He's, you know, he's looking, he's, how old is he, what, 30-something, 31, 32, is he? Um, yeah. You know, he's thinking legacy. I mean, he could go and fight anybody. He could fight some top 10 guy that we've never heard of, you know, mm. and... That'd be good, I suppose. But he's he's thinking of legacy, isn't he? he? Wants you know he wants the names like a Lara. He wants to you know test himself, and he, you know there's and there's no shame in that. I think people forget this. There's absolutely no shame in losing to world elite class level fighters in the no, boxing exactly. ring. They 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 really you know like people forget ninety nine point nine 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 percent of boxers lose. It's because yeah. You lose because at some point you have to fight number one for a world title, or number two, you will defend your world title, and you defend and you fight for world titles against elite fighters. And yeah. anyone can win if you're both an elite fighter. So, you know, fair play to Lee Wood, he's, he's building a legacy and leaving a legacy. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, as you said, there's no, there's no shame in that at all, Scott, is it? None at all. No, no, and you know, and I think just to wrap it up there, Scott, I, I think. As we said about Lee Wood, looking at it from a Lee Wood's perspective, I think there's at least one, two, maybe three more big, big nights in Nottingham that we've been used to it from the likes of Carl Frost over the years to come for Lee Wood and and rightly so, you know, after after the what he, what he's done um, for Nottingham in in recent years, Scott, and that's that's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I hope he has the Lara fight again next, you know, make some more money. Um, I think the rematch is. I think ev- everyone would love to see the rematch because of. You know, it wasn't as if Lee Wood was getting absolutely smashed to bits and then got stopped in the seventh and came over. I mean, that that's, you know, that Lee Wood was winning the fight on all three yeah. judges' cards, clearly, you know. Um, and taking into account, mind that the cut in, the, in round one, the head class. So, yeah. uh, we want to watch it again. I want to see a run back and then I want to see the winner fight Warren then. It'd be, you know, that would be fantastic. So, yeah, best of luck to him. Let's, let's hope they get it on again now soon. Yeah, I second that and fully agree with you, Scott. So, Scott, we're at 30 minutes now. We're getting better at this. So, that gives us six minutes now. Scott, obviously, we um, we um what we planned to do this week, we did miss out last week. We wanted to obviously do a sort of a, a preview show for this fight last week, um, but we didn't get around to it for different reasons. We've done our review of the weekend and the talking points now. What are we going to do, Scott? We said, because we thought it would be, obviously, being in the fight week that we're in. We've got Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fighting on Sunday evening. Um, no matter what you thought, thoughts are on it, Scott, it is still something that's got to be talked about and will be talked about. So, what we thought, instead of trying to squeeze both topics of conversation into this one podcast, we're going to do, we've done one today, now we've recorded and then we're going to record the other now on Friday, just to set us up nicely for the weekend and we will discuss obviously the talking points and preview um, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury there Scott 
Scott, just quickly, I know we're not going to discuss it today, but just quickly, why why is it on Sunday? My mate asked me earlier, why is it on Sunday? Have you got any ideas why that is? Um, I couldn't I mean, answer the question. I, don't I was why. thinking Saudi Arabia, but then they're only a, they're actually, I think, in semi, like in front of us by a couple of hours, so it's going to be on quite early, early-ish. Mm. Um, I have no idea. I um, is it is it not a fi- no? There's no fight on Saturday. It's not clashing with anything, is it? No, no, it's not clashing that I can think of on top of my head. There's nothing as far as I can I can think of that's throwing out to me. I mean, I, I mean, I would have thought like is it to you know it could be religious reasons, but if anything, it would be more on a Saturday than this than a obviously oh, uh, not. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm just guessing, but no, I've absolutely no idea whatsoever. Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> No, there we are, Scott. We don't mind that. It'll be a bit of football on a Sunday afternoon and then uh, a bit of boxing on a, on a Sunday evening. Don't mind that at all. No, it um, is it's a Sunday. I, I, do you know, I didn't even realise that myself. Yeah, yeah, it is Sunday, Scott. I, I had to check it twice because I, I was I was talking to one of the boys yesterday and he was like, oh, are you watching our Sunday? And I was like, it's not Sunday. I said, what do you mean? Like, early hours job. And he, I said, it's not so early hours because of where it is. Um, And he said, no, it's actually on Sunday. So then obviously when I checked it and I looked it up, he was right this Sunday, so yeah. If anybody does know, please let us know why. I don't know if there is a specific reason, but if there is, please let us know. Um, Scott, yeah, so I think anything else just before we shoot Scott and wrap it up for today, anything else you want to add? No, I, I'm just thinking, you know, it isn't because obviously we are thinking of our year of the UK year, is it so? Is a Saturday and it can because of the timings of America, they watch a Saturday night, and is it that? I'm just it's trying to think. be something to do with that because I mean, think of the audience that is going to be watching from America because of obviously with Jake Paul being involved in it, and I mean also the Fury name as well now because the Fury name has also obviously gone massive in America since I think the Wilder trilogy. I know it was his brother, but you know what I mean about the name, Scott. Um, so yeah, I think. It and was... even think about it, when you think about that, mate, even if it's Sunday night, they can't be that long in front of of America that. It... It'd have to be like 24 hours for it to be Saturday night then, do you know what I mean? So I have no, I don't know, I have no idea. But it'd be good, I, I would like to know. Yeah, <laughs> but give me already. Anyone that's listening to this and that does know, or even wants to make up a reason, throw it at us, because I think me and Scott, this is just going to rack our brains. So, yeah, yeah, jump onto our Instagram or at Southwest Boxing Media and chuck us a message. 100%, drop us a little message just so uh, it'll clear our minds for us. Scott, we um, so Scott, we're going to go for, for yeah? Yeah, Friday morning is great for me. Great stuff. Right, Scott, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your half-term up until then, and I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you Friday. Uh, nice and key. Yeah, take care. Ta-ra, Scott. Ta-ra. And thank you, as always, for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, and various other platforms.